for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Based on these past two scriptures here, grace and truth go together. The, the one does not leave the other. So you have to have both. You have to have um, grace for when truth is told to you that you might not like. Truth that is hard. That grace is That grace is there for you. And if you have to give out truth that's hard, that grace is there for that individual. Yeah. So given through Moses, the law and the law was it was there to kind of keep you in, in check. But there's that grace and there's that truth that sets you free. And so in Christ Jesus, we can have that freedom. We have that freedom because it's no longer a law written on tablets. It's a a relationship written on a heart that really changes the perspective of how we live our lives Amen. and how we receive that grace and how Amen. we receive that truth. And in that verse, the law, we since grace is on the scene, now we can no longer rely on what is law and, and what we think our opinions or what we feel should happen. That to me is under the law. But the scripture says in Micah 6, 8, it says, what does the Lord require of you? He has he has shown you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord does require of you, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So things that are in the law of the law, not written on the hearts, but written on tablets, we can't go by that. We have to go by what God has written in the heart, the spirit of the law, not the law, because we know that the law produces death, but the spirit produces life. And we need to walk in that life. Praise God. Um, and so what we have here is this verse 18. So no one has ever seen God, but the one and only son who is himself God and is at the father's side has made him known. And so we have this person that we've already established as being God. And this is confirming. It says that no one has ever seen God, but the one and only son who himself is God. Some would say, you know, we always have this issue with the Trinity and I can try to explain it, but, you know, still in all, we have to understand that God has this ability. Let us make man in our image that there was more than one person there. Three persons, three and one, all in unity all having different offices, but one. And so we have this God, Jesus Christ, representing the God, the Father, because it says who himself is God and is at the Father's side, which means that God, Jesus, is at the side of the Father, God. And so we have this dynamic of understanding that Jesus is a, a different entity than God. And so because of that, he makes himself known to us. God makes himself known to us through Christ Jesus. 
Amen. It says that um, he hath declared him. Jesus has declared God. And just to kind of put it in simple terms, and, and this is what I always do. I, I, I try to, the Lord will show me how that relates on a human level. You know, let's say you are my husband and I'm meeting someone who does not know you. They've never met you, right. but I'm talking to them about you, my husband, and I'm right. sharing all of this about you, who you are. Now, they could say, he doesn't exist because I don't see him. But if they have established a relationship with me and they believe what I'm saying, then in, in their mind, they would say, oh man, I really would like to meet him. I can't wait to meet this guy that you're talking so much about. And that's kind of what, what Jesus did. He declared the father to those who were witnesses of him, who saw him, who walked with him, who who ate with him, who who talked with him. He declared his father to them and they believed, even though they, they've never seen God, they believed him. They believed his declaration and they believed that Jesus was God in the flesh. John was on a mission. He was sent by God to be a precursor to Christ. And so he, his lifestyle was different than what priests' lifestyle were, but he had a mission. He had a goal, and it was declare that he would have a mission and a goal. It was not something he just walked in. It was something God called him to. Isaiah 40, you might want to write this down or look in our descriptions. Isaiah 40, 1 through 5, Matthew 3, 1 through 12, Mark 1, 1 through 8. Luke 3, 1 through 20, talks about the mission of John the Baptist. Verse 19 says, And this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He did not refuse to confess, but openly declared, I am not the Christ. Why do you think he did that? Why did you think he, he went there just based off of their question? Um, Just based on the on the questions that that the um the priests and the and the levites were looking for the messiah they were looking for the christ because the christ had been prophesied and so they were asking are you the one that we should be looking for so it's it's quite interesting that scriptures prior to this or verses prior to this were saying and they did not recognize him. And so this right here, we're talking about priests and, and Levites coming before John. What was John doing that they would even indicate that he may be the Messiah? So they came to him thinking he is the Messiah, but they wanted to hear it with their own ears that he is who he says he is. And as you know anything about Jesus, when he comes on the scene, he doesn't even address the issue. He just does what he's supposed to do. The first time he does mention that he is the Messiah is to a woman at the well. But we talk about he did not refuse to confess, but openly declare, I am not the Christ. We can have some people in, in, in this world we're in that will do great things for the kingdom of God, you know, or are operating in, in religion. And they will take credit for what God is doing. And I think that as we listen and read the scriptures, we realize that's a no-no to say you're doing things, to say you accomplished things, to say that you are the one behind the scenes making all these things happen, though you are an instrument, is all in God's hands. 
And there's a praise going on when you come to that mindset is that all that I do, all that I have, all that I'm gifted with, it is only because God in me that strengthens me, the will to do the good works. And so we were called to do those good works. It is his pleasure that we do those works, but it is he that gets the glory and the praise and the honor. Amen. That's, that's, that's so true. Man, I, I just will not want to, to steal any kind of praise. Not that I can, but you know, in, in, I guess in a way you can, you are stealing it when you accept it as your own. And, um, and I would not want my reward to be wasted because I tried to take something that was God's and not mine. Yeah, it's it's like a redirect. Let me just redirect this. What you're giving to me, thank you so much, but it doesn't belong to me. It just doesn't belong to me. And so what I love about John, he just set the standard straight. He set it straight right off the bat. He said, listen, I know who you're looking for, but I ain't the one. I'm a witness of the one, of the true light, but I am not the one. Yeah, it's uh, it's like, you know, John knew who he was. And he accepted who he was. He accepted his role mm-hmm. as the forerunner uh, for Christ. And, and that was good enough amen. for him, you amen, know? Amen. And, and so our, what we're called to do should be good enough for us because it's what God gave us to do. I'm so learning the fact that that genuine gem right there is that if we take our eyes off of what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and the gifts that God has given them and the mission the DNA instructions that God has placed in each one of us, then we can focus on what God has called us to do. And we can find peace in that and comfort in that and a stability in that, knowing that I am just doing what God called me to do. It's it's almost like when we share the word of God, when we are witnessing, all we are commanded to do is to give people the opportunity to decide whether they're going to accept Jesus or not. Everything else is in his hands. So I don't have to walk around thinking I must have missed something up when in point, I'm just sharing and giving somebody the opportunity. You want to accept Jesus or not? That's their decision. We are what they call it in Ezekiel. We are the watchmen. We are the warning. And God has called us to be those alarms. And so he says that if you being a watchman, the alarm, do not warn the people when you know tragedy is coming, when you know uh, devastation is coming or a disaster is coming. If you if you will not, knowing that it's coming and don't tell them and warn them, then their blood is on your hand. If you doing what God calls you to do, do it and they do not listen. They reject it. It is not on you. It's on them. It's not our responsibility to, 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 to try to make them come to that, that point of conversion or to hear what you have to say. It is our, it's just our job to warn them. And so there's peace in that. There's comfort in that, knowing that I don't have that weight of changing people's lives or getting them to, to feel the way I do or change your ways or you're going to this place where God has ordained not for you, but hey, you chose the path that you're in. Right. 
Right. It's not my responsibility. I have a peace to know that. And it hurts though, because you don't want anybody to perish just like God. That's where that, that thing comes in where he desires for no man to perish, but all to come into repentance, all to come into the knowledge of the truth. But he also knows that's not going to happen, but he still is there to warn people. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, God said that John was, God says, this is my messenger, my messenger. And though we didn't, we didn't hear that straight from God's mouth. We heard it from his word. We are his messengers. Amen. It's like the prophets were God's messengers. When God spoke to them, God said, tell the people, mm-hmm. tell them what I said. Right. And so they are messengers and we're just telling them what he said, whether you like it or not. It's what he said. And now the ball is in your court. What are you going to do with what thus says the Lord? Amen. 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 Um, So we are talking about uh, John because he already denied. He said, it's not me, boys. (laughs) It's not me. You know, so you come to me, you want this question to be answered that I am the Messiah. I am the one. I cannot take that claim. I can't. I don't even want that weight. Because there's a weight that comes with being the Messiah. And we find out on the cross what that looks like. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you uh, once again for the privilege of being able to read your word and being able to speak your word. Father, we pray that uh, the light will shine in the hearts of those who are listening, Father, those who already know you. Um, Father, we pray that you will continue to illuminate your word in them, that you would continue to grow them in you, Lord God, that they will continue to walk out their calling that you've placed in them, O oh Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Lord God, for those who may be listening who don't know you as Savior and as Lord, we pray, Father God, that you would draw them to you, Father. Your word says that if your son, if Jesus be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. So we pray for for the ones who don't know you, Lord. And we'd say that if you don't know him and you want to know him, he can be found. He's easy to be found. All you have to do is confess with your mouth that you are a sinner in need of a savior. Confess that Jesus died, that he rose again from the dead, that he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Confess that he is Lord, believe in your heart, and you will be saved. So we pray for you in the name of Jesus, that God will meet you where you are. We thank you again, Lord, in Jesus' name. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.